Sean has always said, by far, number one for your marketing ROI has been what? Hey guys, what's up? It's Tori Mathis, your host, and I'm here with the one and only Sean Mathis, founder of Miles Through Time Automotive Museum. Hey, how's it going? And I don't know if you're like me, but these days, I don't answer my phone. Why? Because everybody that wants to call me is just trying to sell me stuff that I don't want. It's the same reason that I hate going into LinkedIn. It's the worst. Every single person that direct messages me in LinkedIn I don't even think they look at my job title or what I do. They just try to message me to sell me whatever crap it is that they're offering. And usually it's the same crap I already offer. <laughs> yeah, just about everybody on LinkedIn. Like that's all it is. They're you know, trying to sell themselves really. And I mean, that's, that's kind of what LinkedIn was built for. It's just, is that where we want to be? Yeah, I don't know. So many of these sales things, it just feels dirty. Like they don't, I don't know. I think there's definitely a way for you to sell. Um, but some of the ways that these people are doing it and some of the phone calls that I get, like, I just, I don't even answer the phone. So unfortunately though, for Sean, like his business line and having a brick and mortar business and, and people that actually need answers on the phone, Sean has to answer the phone every time. The phone calls, there's no hiding from it. Like if it's a museum phone call, I've got to answer it. And then I get to find out who's on the other end of the line, you know, as opposed to like my personal phone where I get, you know, probably there's probably sometimes as many as six or seven phone calls a day. And it's it's all garbage. Uh, but luckily, the area code gives it away with how they do everything on their system to try to send these, you know, quote unquote, local phone calls out to you that it, it's a dead giveaway for us on our phones because we didn't update our area codes. Um, so that's helpful on a personal level, but on a on a business line, like I, I got to answer the phone. So um, when those salespeople call, I I wind up talking to them for at least a little bit, or at least until they take a breath, so I can tell them no, thank you, or, or something like that. Because it's still it's awkward for me to to hang up on somebody, uh, even though I've had to do it a few times just because of the circumstances of what it was that was coming out of their mouth or or sometimes it's not even a real person, in which case it makes it real easy for me to just click and be done with it. Uh, but when the museum was at uh, its original location and I was there on a daily basis, uh, it opened up a whole nother level of people trying to sell to me. And that oh, was... They came in. That was people walking in the door and, uh, you know... The, the the layout of the museum was a struggle from the very beginning on, on separating the entrance from the museum itself and then managing uh, being a curator and, and in the museum and then if phone calls happen or new people come in and running around and doing all that kind of stuff. So when I finally was able to separate the museum from the entrance and do all that, I was a then able to like hang out at the, the entry where people would actually come into the museum. And I would get people that would just come in there and just talk to me. And, and I mean, they would talk to me for 15, 20, sometimes over an hour. And then once it was done and it was like, well, I'm not buying what they're selling or they're, they're not getting in for free, uh, they would just leave. 
I mean, it, it, it wasted so much of my time. Uh, but the, the salespeople would come in all the time because they're, they're, you know, they're running some sort of route, obviously. And then the, the, the business, if you're just like, oh, there's a car museum, that's a great place to try to sell my advertising. And in some cases, that would be ideal for the museum to be able to advertise in all these different maps and publications and all. It's just the, the, the bottom line is the museum did not have the budget to be able to do that. I think even if a business does have a budget, there are, is no shortage of people trying to get you to advertise on whatever it is that they have. And you could literally, probably no matter what your budget is, go broke just trying to advertise your business. And we're definitely in a unique position because we have a marketing agency, because we've been doing this for the last you know, 15 years, we kind of have an in on what's going on. And if it's one thing that we really know about advertising is that you have to have an ROI. You have to have a return on investment. And the thing you know, that Sean has always said about all of these different people trying to come in and sell them things is that there's no way to track what it is that they're selling. I think even if you have like these tracking numbers and stuff like that being set up for like, if you had a billboard, you only put the, you know, the tracking number on there. I still don't think you would get a really great um, idea of what kind of business that specific marketing thing um, would be bringing in. However, Sean has always said by far, number one for your marketing ROI has been what? Facebook. Uh, definitely, hands down, Facebook, as far as paid marketing goes, uh, as far as non-paying, like free, would be to get the, the local big news channel to come out there. And that obviously doesn't apply to a lot of businesses to, to be appealing enough to have that happen to you. But in, in this particular industry and circumstances, like it made sense to have them come out there. And besides Facebook, like that was the most profitable thing for the museum was to get put on uh, the local news and um, you know and that was like while while the Paul Milliken was the guy uh, for the local Fox Atlanta news uh, he was still there and I was getting phone calls in the museum of people going we're watching you on TV right now you know are you open and, and how far away and how much does it cost and all this kind of like that has never happened before I spent $500 on a billboard and got two people to come in you know, that that equated to ten dollars, and those two people came in at the same time. <laughs> you know, so, together. <laughs> so, I mean, that is be, beyond Facebook. That billboard was the next most expensive thing I'd ever paid for to advertise. Even uh, we've we've been in a, a couple magazines, a couple magazines. You know, I, I wanted to kind of help locally and, and be in there. So we we tried a few things. So it's not like I've just everybody. I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, especially with the, the magazines, because they, they want to sell you how great they are, right? So they're telling you, we have all these, all these magazines get printed, and they're at all these distribution places, and all these big numbers, and, and here's how much it costs. And so I tell Tori, I'm like, well, this is what they told me. And she's looking at it, and, and we're like, well, that's not really that many, you know? Or, and, and even then, like, they're, they're made up numbers, right? really. And I, what I always ask with the magazine is like, well, what's the demographic? Who is picking up this magazine? And what we notice a lot of times with the demographic is it's the wrong one. 
Like, so you got to make sure with all of these types of things that you not just figure out the numbers, but then who are those numbers? And like, that's the one great thing about Facebook is that you can target your ads and target things to be seen to very specific people uh, by age, by uh, how much money they make, by uh, how close they are to you. There's all these different um, things in there that you can, um, that you can target your ads for. So I think that that and the fact that there's such great analytics on seeing what's actually going to work that it really helps to decide what you're going to do because i think one of those last ones i'm like oh that would be really cool and then once we started looking through like who it actually was and i was like oh it's it's only people very local and it wasn't people that were traveling or i thought it was going to be more of a touristy type magazine because that would be more of the market that sean would be looking for but it turned out that it was people that were um, there locally. And I was very surprised by that. And surprisingly enough, local people don't visit their local attractions. No. And uh, even uh, you know, over the, the course of the last four years now, uh, talking with various tourism departments and, and uh, people in tourism, chambers, it's across the board. Uh, it's just, it, it, they don't do it. You know, no matter what the business is, no matter what the city, town, it, like, that is not the market. People coming in to go do those, that's who, who's coming in there. So uh, you know, once we learned that, then you know, everything became a lot easier. And now, you know, if we're going to have extra money to just say, yeah, you know, we got it, well, it's an awareness campaign. It's like, oh, now the people know we're there. But at the same time, there's not that expectation of, well, we put X amount of dollars into this local ad. I'm hoping we get this many local people to come in here to even pay for it. It, it really, you can't, I can't even measure it like that. It, it is just, uh, well, yeah, they know we're here and we're putting money in the local community, really, because it, it's not, it's not going to be profitable as far as an advertising goes. Well, and that's what whenever anybody wants to advertise like and sponsor like their local baseball team, like don't do that because you want to get all kinds of, you know, business or referrals or whatever from that. That's just got to be, I think that you want to support the community because I don't think that that's a way that you would ever be able to tell if you were going to get a return on the money that you spent. I would never expect a return off anything like that. I think that's kind of, you're doing it from the goodness of your heart and maybe you have a goodness of your heart budget set up and and maybe that's a really good idea for your business but i wouldn't like bet your money on that that that's where you're you're going to get new business from well we've done that with uh, lake shark media Mm -hmm. a few times we've done baseball teams and all kinds of various sports teams and yeah there's been nothing that's ever come back from it but that's not what we did it for yeah no um, I think like with the kids type of school type things or the kids like uh, sports type things, I think I have gotten a lot of return on just speaking with other parents and or speaking with the owners of, um, you know, like their karate studio or the taekwondo studio. You know, we got business from them or another mom was, a you know, had a dental office, like just being there around them has always brought in business. But actually, like putting forth money and sponsoring things has never been I think my email. I always try to use my professional email for any type of school things that I've ever done. So it always has all of my um, links and things like that on the bottom of all of my emails. And I've gotten tons of business from that um, just because I'm always, that's always constantly putting that out there to every teacher, to every, you know, organization, to everybody that I always email, because then it opens up that, that they know now what we do. One of our um, highest grossing clients, I guess, at this point has been from somebody that 
that tracked Tori's email down. That was in the group email from uh, our kid in preschool. So I mean, that's been years now that that we initially made became you know they became a client of ours, and they've you know they're still a client of ours to this day uh, on a on a monthly recurring basis. So I mean, at this point, you know that that was extremely profitable for that, and, and that was just. You know, and having that professional email address, that's, I mean, that's huge. If you have one, use it. Well, I think whatever you do, you kind of always have to know where your customers are coming in. And it's been amazing that we've been able to, you know, track that kind of stuff and know that, like, that's where our biggest, best, longest lasting customers have come in, as opposed to doing any type of outside um, advertising. And obviously for, you know, miles through time where it's more of a um, you need more people coming in at, at more times. Um, that's going to be a different strategy that goes out there. But even for that, like you always have to be looking and figuring out where are these people coming in and where are they hearing from you so that you know where to double down or where to you know stop putting your money in. See, and I think a lot of that too is, is knowing the difference between an actual uh, advertisement that you're doing that you are actually, you, you need to know what your ROI is in it versus something that is, really just a charity thing that it's advertising but you're not you're not worried about the ROI and I think if you realize that then it feels good you know there's no expectation that you're going to get anything out of it or do anything like that you're just, you're, you're you're whether it's part of your kids stuff your community in general something that you believe in uh what are, like when we did the Tesla world record i mean we got all kinds of different companies that that became sponsors for that and only i mean i don't know if they ever got anything financially out of it but they were a part of it and i think i think they realized that because i talked to them quite a bit throughout the entire process um and so from a you know miles through time standpoint we just we don't have the budget to be able to do a whole lot of that kind of you know charity type advertising so you know until we do my my main focus is on on the roi and so I have to know what that is. And so Facebook enables me to actually measure that kind of stuff where I can say, okay, well, we're spending $5 a day and we're getting this many engagements and, and people interacting. And then I know when they come into the museum, I'm not there every day, but when I'm there on Saturday or something, I'll find, hey, you know, how, how'd you hear about it? it popped up on, the best phrase is, it popped up on my Facebook. That is how they phrase it. So it's not like, uh, um, I, I saw a Facebook ad or my friend told me it, it popped up on their Facebook page feed, really? That's which, which I mean, cool. it's pretty awesome. So, um, and so I can, I can measure that. So beyond just uh, looking at the analytics and the numbers on the back end and everything, uh, I get the firsthand experience of people telling me it popped up on their Facebook. I mean, that, that to me, that's, that's a complete win and I can see it day after day. I think though saying that there is a thing about doing things, whether you're paying for marketing on Facebook or, you know, any type of social media, or you're just posting on there, you have to realize though that not every single post is going to have a direct ROI. Cause I have some of these people that are very, very number crunchy type people, which I, you know, I like numbers too, but social media, you have to realize that every single thing you do isn't to get a direct response back. And I know that's really hard for some people, like it's a waste of my time if there is no direct response, if there is no direct lead or direct money in my pocket from the specific post. Because like Sean said, some of these things are um, just for awareness, 
um, just to get your name out there a little bit. And on top of that, some things are just so, and especially like for Facebook, like if I go to a business's Facebook page and I have seen that they have not posted in the last year, my assumption is they're not in business anymore. So some of these things like posting on Facebook or posting on your Google uh, business page, there's other reasons to do them, not just for getting a direct client. Um, because just showing that you are active and showing that you're doing things, showing that you're still in business, and then doing some of those other things like building authority and getting your message out there, uh, building relationships with people that you know might be clients, getting people to know, like, and trust you, like that's a really big part of it too. Um, so I wouldn't use paid Facebook money to do all of those things necessarily. You know, I think there needs to be more of a tangible result in that, but all of those organic things that you do online, I think you have to realize that there may not be a direct correlation in your ROI. Does that make sense? Do you agree, Sean? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the same thing if, I mean, I, we, I haven't done it for miles through time, but I totally could pay for Google ads. And I could, I could see all the same stuff through Google My Business and, and you know, really try to dive in and focus on that kind of stuff. Uh, I just, I feel like because the budget is so small, I, I feel like Facebook is better for miles through time in this case. If, if the budget was larger, I would totally be down to try Google ads. The thing is, is people would then have to be searching for a car museum or an automotive museum or things to do in Clarksville, Georgia. Which you're going to come up already. Like there's no reason to put money yeah, in organically, it. Yeah, I've, organically, I've already, yeah. I've already, I'm already at the top. Uh, if I not, agree. you know, 70% of the, the listing results are already miles through time for all those things. I think even if you did like TripAdvisor, you're already so high up there. So mm -hmm. I think you got to look at your own market and know like if you do have a lot of competition then you're gonna have to pay to play whereas sean is in a smaller town there's not as many museums or not as many of those types of attractions there that if you're already up at the top like you don't need to pay to be at the top so yeah so i mean whatever your business is you like search it search not your business name specifically but your your industry right so search it on facebook like literally in facebook search whatever it is your industry is and see what pops up. See if there's other businesses, uh, it, you know, what are they doing? Are they posting constantly? Are they paying for ads? Uh, and do the same thing in, in Google or any other search engine, Yahoo, I mean, whatever you want to use um, and see what pops up. Because if, if there's not a lot, then you can kind of, you can master that for free without having to pay for it. Mm -hmm. If you see there is a whole lot of competition in there, you're going to have to get in the right mindset and realize you're gonna have to pay sometimes quite a bit to get seen. I mean, there's just, there's at this point, there's really no way around it, uh, quickly at least. Right. So, um, and that, I, I mean, really that's just educating yourself on, on that level. And, and really the easiest place to start is social media. And if you're not sure what other businesses are doing or what to do, you could always just go to one of your competitors' Facebook pages and there is a way that you can see any type of advertisement that they are running at the current time. Um, and I will put a link in the show notes and a link to that um, so that you can see how to do that. I have a little tutorial that walks you through exactly how to go and it's really easy to do and it is just super informational because otherwise there's no way of knowing what other people are doing and Facebook and some of their transparency 
um, things. Like you couldn't go see every Google ad that a business is doing, but you can see every Facebook ad that they're doing. Um, and it's a good idea even like to go outside of your area and maybe see what other pizza places are doing or what, you know, the best, the, the, the most popular place, the most popular museum or the most popular dog groomer, whatever it is. And you can kind of get an idea of what they're doing. That way, you know, um, where maybe it would be a good thing to do. That makes sense. Plus, right. it's a shortcut to try to figure out how to differentiate yourself. I mean, what are they doing, and versus what you do? Mm-hmm. You know, if they're promoting, you know, pepperoni pizzas, you know, maybe promote something, you know, something different completely. Yeah. Um, and I mean that that'll I think that will help. Um, but for paid advertising, Sean has tried quite a few things. He said, you know, the billboard, again, you can't tell what you're going to do. You did a couple magazine ads, can't tell, you know, what's happening with those ones either. Um, what else as a brick and mortar business would you suggest anybody? Would you suggest that they tried anything else? Um, we've also been in one of the golf courses, you know, books that they give when you go to the golf course. Um, did you see anything back from that? No, I haven't. Has it printed yet? I would believe so, but I, I haven't even seen them. Um, I probably should have done it, but it was one of those things where at least like I thought I think it could end up being a decent one just because of uh, more of a high end, like a golfer type person, you know, looking at like who the people are that they could be ha- they could have um, family in from you know visiting and want to take them golfing it's also an area that people do come and visit so i thought that if the a higher end male person they would possibly have the money to have collector cars um and so i think i think that it could work it'll be interesting to see how it pans out the only reason i did it was when they the company that that sold it to me said that the demographic is not local no the demographic is local what yes Yes, the demographic, and I thought because because it's a golf course, yeah, the demographic is local on that one. Oh, yeah, and so we talked about that they would possibly be bringing family in or have visitors or the guys get together and and go golfing or things like that, and the fact that they would have more oh, money. That's right. That okay, so that that is a uh, you know that is an awareness campaign. <laughs> that is, I am not expecting a whole lot back from that, but hopefully, but hopefully, I, some of those people will at least know that Miles Two Times is there now. The thing is, though, and you have to realize this with your business is that there is a difference between just getting one customer and getting an amazing opportunity. And I think that things like you know doing the golfing one. Just one of those coming into being a good opportunity for the museum might be a win. And we talked about that. Um, that's like us doing the Tesla world record. That was not a moneymaker for us. That cost us money. That was not something that we were going out there thinking that we were going to get a huge return from it. However, we met a lot of people. We made a lot of new connections. Um, we got in front of a lot of people awareness-wise. We learned a shit ton of stuff of just like doing events and, and coordinating different things. So though there's not going to be a direct ROI on that thing exactly, I think that the opportunities that that could bring us could be something that would make it worth it. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the Tesla record... Um, I mean, the one thing that comes top of, top of mind that I, I can think of right now that we, we we did, we met a ton of people that 
is fantastic because especially since we're not from this area, it, it's really hard to really get to meet people unless you wind up doing stuff like this. And one of the, the people that we met was Commissioner Tim Eccles. And uh, Tim has already done a, a bunch of things, you know, since then to, to now. And one of the most recent things is getting me connected with Georgia Power so that we could get the, uh, the, the EV chargers installed at the museum, which has been uh, a whole fiasco for over a year now where I've had Tesla chargers needing to get installed at the museum and then having no way to actually get them installed. And uh, I, I, there, like, I, had, I was at a standstill, really, with, short of just, again, coming completely out of pocket and paying for all this stuff. And really what it is is the, the EV chargers are, are to marketing, right? Anybody with electric cars can can come to the museum and the antique mall, and, and it's it's a benefit for them. Um, I, I'm not going to get all my money back from it anytime soon, so it, it, I can't think of it that way. So to to get it paid for would be massive. And Commissioner Tim Eccles made that happen, connecting me with Georgia Power, and then tying everything because also because we did the Tesla record. Uh, the company that installs the electric chargers, which is the same company that installed the EV chargers in the original location of the museum, but that program was through Tesla and it's no longer available, so they couldn't do that. But because we did the Tesla record, the we had to get we had to have four electric chargers installed to have Georgia Power Power Georgia Power pay for everything. Well, I only had two, which means I'd have to get. Two more. I'd have to buy two more to even then get everything installed for free. But because we did the Tesla record, the company donated two more EV chargers for us. Now we're getting four EV chargers all for free, all installed for free by Georgia Power. And that was all because of the meeting Commissioner Tim Eccles through doing the Tesla World Record event. Never would I have guessed that any of that could have happened or would have happened, but it, it it's happened. So... I mean, that, that was, that's huge to just be able to get out there and make those kind of connections. And, and it's like the ROI on that is going to, it's massive. Well, and we really sat down during and then after and kind of like what worked and what didn't. So I think if you're going to try to do something like this and, and something that's big, um, you know, figure out like where where connections or where opportunities came. Even if you were just going to do a baseball sponsorship and then, you know, you went to the game after the season, you could be like, okay, so what did we do good? Like, did we, you know, meet anybody from that? What happened? What didn't happen? What could we do better if we wanted to do it again next year? Or, you know, and so doing the Tesla record, I think we were really aware of like, I don't want to say like, what can we get from it? But how well that worked as a whole um, project for us and then what we could do better because there was a lot of things that we could have done better and we really learned a lot about oh, doing yeah. it um, and you know Tim Eccles has invited us to help out on another um, project that he's working on now right with the EV to the future mm -hmm. um, which is another um, electric vehicle event that you know we're going to be helping him out with so you know again that's not you know, that's not a money maker for us, but it is another opportunity thing that we get to talk with more people and meet new people and, and who knows what will come out of that thing. Yeah. So again, I mean, it, it was, it was an awareness campaign, really. I mean, there, there's no direct, you know, we're going to get all this money out of doing these things. And like Tori said, it, it, it cost us money. It was extremely stressful. It was a lot of work. Um, 
but people know who Miles Two Time is now. Yep. Um, and those are people that I probably wouldn't have been able to get in front of uh, for a long time, if ever, uh, simply because the demographic is so much different than what I'm kind of focusing on on the Facebook ads mm-hmm. um, to try to keep my costs down. So. Mm-hmm. So when you're thinking of you know paid advertising to do, definitely think of what your ROI is, but realize that your ROI might not come back to you by direct um, dollars in your pocket, but it might be opportunities, but you still need to review and figure out what those are. And it's always a really good idea when opportunities do come in, map back where those did come from. Because if you're just like, oh cool, you know, I got this new opportunity, but you don't think about where it came from. Like we always think about like we connect like, well, where did that client, that client ended up being great. Where did that client come from? Where did that client come from? And going back and figuring out so that we know our really big clients, the ones that have been just amazing with us, like we know where they came from. And so we're willing to do opportunities like that 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 might bring more clients just like that. Um, but knowing where your ROI is and what kind of ROI you're gonna get, um, so Facebook definitely has worked with Sean because, you know, you de- a direct ROI, you can definitely see lots of analytics for that. Um, the little things like magazines and billboards and things like that, not so great. Um, getting on the local news just because it can be totally free to get on there and you are in front of so many people locally. If you can do that for your business, that would be I think anybody's business. Um, if you can handle an influx of clients and just like a lot more people knowing about you, because Sean has always said one of the hardest things about miles through time and the hardest things about marketing is just n- having more people know. And so if you have a business like that, that you want more people to just know about your business, like getting on the local news is definitely fantastic. How do people go about that? Uh, I mean, you go to the local news channel and go find their contact us and, and contact them and let them know about your business and, and why. You know. And the thing is, is like, again, if you say you're the pizza place, right? The news doesn't care that you're a business place that's open. So do an event, do yeah, something like do the something Tesla World special. Record that we did and do, do something. You're raising funds for some sort of charity and go at it that way so that you can then get the publicity from it. Um, same with like uh, bloggers and different websites and, and stuff like that that you know may not cost you anything. Uh, and it's just get people to talk about your business. That's the goal, really, is, is you know, are they talking about you? Because if they're talking about you, then they know about you. Yeah, and so Sean has been with Master Time on the news twice. Um, and so both times, you know, it's it's been amazing. Like right when they got there, like the phone started ringing. It was pretty amazing. I think you still see people out and about that are like, I saw you on, mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw you on the news. I saw you. Uh, we had people contact us that we actually knew that were like, oh, we saw you guys. <laughs> so it definitely works. So that is another option. Like if you want a really great ROI um, and just to get in front of a lot of people, like if you can get on your local news channel. Um, and so the one that we did actually was like a morning show guy that goes to location. So that would be a good one because Sean did contact quite a few news stations and did not hear anything back. So uh, don't feel bad if you don't hear about hear back, uh, but keep trying and um, Yeah, I've I've (laughs) reached out to every single news station multiple times uh, over the years, and I've only gotten the one guy to come out twice. So, but you gotta keep trying because you never know what's gonna work. So uh, definitely, hopefully these gives you some ideas of things that you can do, um, marketing that maybe isn't um, as traditional as you may have thought, um, and some different ways that you can get your name out there even more. 
So if you like this episode, we would appreciate it if you would leave us a review and share this um, with other business owners that maybe could use it. We always appreciate that. And we'll see you on the next one. We have new shows on every Tuesday and Thursday. See you there. See ya. If you want to get smart tools to build your business, go to besmartal.com.